What's up, guys, and welcome to the Inside View Real Estate Podcast. Today's a very, very special episode. We've got some good guests for you today. We're talking about down payment assistance. You're going to want to stay tuned. Hey, everyone. I'm Josh Zuniga, co-founder of the Inside View Real Estate Podcast, where we give you bite-sized pieces of information and give you an inside look on all the major topics, whether you're an investor, buyer, seller, or flipper. Stay tuned. Hey, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome back to the Inside View Real Estate Podcast. I'm here with my illustrious. Ooh, that's dang, a good one. It took me a minute to one. think of that yeah, one. That's a uh, really good co host, <laughs> yeah, Josh yeah. Zuniga. And goddamn, his freaking brother is just as handsome, uh, Mr. <laughs> Leo Zuniga. Welcome. Uh, we're going to talk about down payment assistance. And I really want to get into this because this really impacts a lot of people that are trying to get into the market. And let me backpedal for just two seconds here. I was on CNN.com the other day. Uh -huh. it, one of the things that it was on like Facebook, I, somebody had posted a, a link to this article. And it was written by a millennial. And the millennial was in Seattle, I think she was. And I was reading the article. I'm like, this is fucking bullshit. And she was basically talking about how the government should come in and control housing prices. And actually, we saw this in New Zealand. Oh, wow. And we're going to see how this plays out. But uh, it'll never happen here in America. America. Yeah, America. But one of the things that I think can really help not only millennials, but people that are, you know, could be in their 40s, 50s, 60s. I've helped people buy their first home in their 70s. Um. Can you kind of go through the steps of like a down payment assistance program? Why or why not you would want to use one? You know, is there a change in interest rates? Like what are the benefits and what are the disadvantages? Let's start with the benefits. What are some of the benefits of down payment assistance programs? Sure. Yeah, no, anybody that's considering a down payment assistance, it's a great program. It's a great means to an end if you don't have any other alternative. Now, the benefits are you essentially you get the funds, okay? Uh, another benefit is you really don't have to pay those back under certain stipulations, which we'll get into. Okay, so like, uh, how much funds are we talking? Like, dude, I got like thirty bucks to my name. Am I buying a house? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's that's there's real? more no. requirements. More that requirements. is a no. Okay, yeah. So, yeah. so that's a hard no. But like, okay, so like, let's talk about the average house here in Maricopa County, which is probably about three hundred thousand at this point. I want to get to an average house, dude. It's a three bed, two bath in freaking, you know, Chandler, Arizona. Yep. It's 300 G's. Like, you know, what do I need to bring to the table? Normally it's 3%, right? Minimum. But, typically. But. Typically. But now if we bring in down payment assistance, you need to have about 2000 to $3,000 on hand. Okay. Because there are costs to get this down payment assistance program set up. Dude, now, so I got to spend money to get money? You got to spend money to get money. All right, break it down. Okay, real estate isn't free. Now, this could all be gifted to you. So grandpa, grandma, mom, dad, somebody could give you this fund. So technically you could add the $30 you have in your bank account plus grandmas and grandpas and get this done. Okay. Yeah. doesn't say you're going to be fully approved on your loan size if I go to those reserves, but that's a whole nother subject. So many questions. Now, yeah. if we get into just the down payment assistance, there is going to be your earnest deposit. Okay. And you go out and start writing offers, your agent is going to be asking you for earnest deposit, typically 1%. You know, or a thousand dollars, fifteen hundred bucks if you're minimum, looking at yeah, you know three hundred thousand dollars. And in this market, you may need more, but just generally, okay, thousand uh -huh. bucks. You're gonna have to pay for the appraisal, okay, five hundred, five fifty, depending on the program you pick, okay. You're gonna have a home inspection. You want to make sure you're buying a good property. Three fifty. Three fifty, four hundred bucks. Okay, so we're already at eighteen, nineteen hundred bucks, and you have to do a class. Online class, it's pretty painless, takes you about 20, 30 minutes, $100 for that class. So that is what you need as a home buyer to get this down payment assistance, you know, for yourself set up. 
All right, so let me break this down. So I'm talking about two grand. Okay, that's not too bad. Because if you think about, like, if I've got to go and get another apartment or i got to go get another rental, I'm spending that much money on a security deposit anyway. Yeah. Yep. Plus first, first, month. first and second month, and then all your cleaning fees, pet fees, if you got them too. Yeah, too. All that kind of that's stuff. That's true. And, and one thing that I think a lot of people don't realize is that when you're renting and you go to purchase a home, you pay rent in advance, but you pay mortgages in arrears. Correct. Right. So, like, you know, say we close on um, April 15th. When's my first payment due? Your first payment is not going to be due till June 1st. June 1st. So, we actually right. get like a month break. Technically, if that's how you want to look at it, and that's how a lot of people do look at it. You know, you got some time to move in, gather your furniture, all that stuff. But technically, June 1st is paying for the interest in all of May. Okay. Because you've lived in that house for those 45 days. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's going to be basically a a net zero. Like, really? Like, I can, you know, basically take the money I would have spent on a security deposit or the month's rent for next month, and that's basically what I need to get into a house, correct? Correct. Yeah. Cool. I like that. But what's the disadvantages? Like, I, there's always a catch, man. Tell me what the catch is and so, keep it real. I won't say disadvantage, but I'll say stipulation because people need to know the terms going into these products, okay? There is a higher interest rate, okay? And that interest rate isn't determined by myself or any one particular lender. It's by the program. So you are going to pay an increased interest rate because you're getting these funds, okay? One of the biggest other stipulations is also that you need to live in this home for a minimum of three years, Okay. Three years, if you decide to sell or refinance that mortgage within those three years, you're going to pay those funds back on a prorated basis, okay? Now, with an increased interest rate, you're also going to have a higher monthly mortgage payment, okay? Now, the interest rate is not crazy higher, but it is, you know, three-eighths to maybe half a point more, so your payment's going to be about $100 to $125 more per month, so you need to tally that into your budget versus putting your own funds down. But if you don't have your own funds down, this is the next best thing. So like I said earlier, it's a great means to an end if you don't have the funds yourself. Yeah, but I think a lot of people are going to get hung up on that extra $100 a month. And what, what I need people to realize, too, is that you're paying down the balance of the mortgage. You know, when you pay rent, you pay rent in perpetuity, literally forever. Mm-hmm. But at least if you paid that mortgage for 30 years, then you have an asset that's paid off. And, you know, a lot of and this may go away sometime in the future, but we'll find out. You can write off the interest if it's a primary residence, you know. So you guys need to understand there's so many benefits of buying homes. If there's obstacles in the way, call my boy Leo, and he's going to hook you up. Yeah. You know. And I want to touch base on exactly because what you said on an extra $100 a month. You know, for some people, you know, an extra $100 or $200 a month, you know, that's a big thing because they're worried about, like, that's going to be my rent is I'm used to paying twelve, thirteen hundred, you know, an apartment, but now my payment's going to be, you know, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen hundred. And this is what I always say, because some, a lot of these programs, and Leo, you'll get into it, help you out with between like between three to five, even more uh, percent of whatever your purchase price is, you know, on that. So let's just say at 300,000, 3%, they're going to help out, the program's going to help out with 3%. That's $9,000, correct? Correct. All right, cool. If my payment increased by $100 times 12, that's $1,200 times three years is how many, how many years I need to live in it. That's 3,600 bucks, but they just gave me nine. So there's, look at the difference there. That's, all, that's just still about six grand that you're on the positive side. And they gave you the down payment to buy the house. Now you have appreciation in this property for three years. You know, on average, we're in, in Phoenix historically before last year was anywhere from like eight to nine to 10, 13% in some, in some areas. But an overall Maricopa County was 19% last year. So they given you money and they're giving you money when you sell this house, you know, as, a, as an additional benefit. So that's one of the questions that, or that's one of the answers that I always like to give clients is, hey, don't get hung up on the extra $100. They're actually giving you a gift. And I want you to see the big picture for that. 
And a down payment assistance is really coming into play now, especially with making offers for first time home buyers, millennials that don't necessarily have 10% or 20% down. So it really helps, you know, with relieving some of that pressure as far as the down payment, because a lot of these offers are going over asking price. If you put in an offer right now in these days at asking price, you might as well just throw it in the trash. It's not even getting considered. And if it's been on the market, you know, for like less than two days, they probably already accepted something. So what are you seeing out there on the lending side, Leo? So that's what I see on the client side. So, no, that's great information. It's good education to actually look at this from an investment side. You know, not just, oh, my God, it's going to cost me another 100 bucks. Because in the end, like you mentioned also, the appreciation factor coming in is also going to be, you know, outweighing the $100 that they're considering or that they're hung up on. Yeah. But with with respect to the market right now, uh, it's the highest competition that I've ever seen here in Arizona's market. Mm -hmm. And like you said, yeah, there's no lowball offers right now. If you're coming into Arizona's market thinking you're going to lowball somebody, good luck. You're not going to win any offer that's going to be submitted. If you're even offering at asking price, you're still not in the running, okay? Like Josh mentioned earlier, yeah, everything is coming in over ask. Five, 10, 20, I've seen as high as $100,000 over ask just to win a contract. Yep. Now, those are big dollars. You know, I'm not saying that's every scenario, but yeah, you're going to probably come in and be competing, ask, you know, offering five grand over, 10 grand over, 15 grand over, just really depends on what you can accommodate or what your budget is going to be willing to allow to win that property. Because properties are scarce in Arizona right now, and we have a lot of people wanting to come in. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> Carl, you have a real estate team also, and I'll touch on based on what I tell my team. What are you telling them to do out there to help them be competitive with their buyers when they're using, like, if they can even use a DPA or how can they structure that? What so would you you got to build be? the relationship with the other agent. Yep, that's down, a good one. Hands yeah. down. And so I think you were the one that kind of nailed this the other day, and it's like you built the relationship with the agent. And won the deal. Yeah. You know, and so having conversations with the listing agent and saying, hey, look, you know, I've got this couple. They're very well qualified. Leo's, Leo's run them through underwriting already. We have a DU or LP approval. We've got everything that we need. You know, we are literally teed up, ready to go. Like, let's get it done. Ask the listing agent, hey, what's it going to take to get the deal done today, right now? Like, what terms do your sellers want uh, to, to lock it up right now? Like, we'll, we'll get you a contract. But you have to have that communication. Guys, by the way, if you're an agent and listening to this podcast, Listings are not silent auctions. And so as long <laughs> as you have, yeah. you know, an approval from the seller, you can go ahead and say, hey, look, you know, our highest offer right now is 365000 waiving the appraisal and inspection. You know, if you can come in and beat that, then, you know, ha- throw me an offer. And we can come in at 370 with the same terms. And so having those conversations is actually, you know, really going to help to uh, really net out your sellers, you know, higher offers. So listing agents that are listening to that, like, take – uh, take that for what it is. Yeah. Yes. And guys, to circle back, you know, uh, about down payment assistance, I have a lot, I have a few clients that are doing a first time home buyer. Uh, they're, they're first time home buyers and they only had, I want, I don't want to say a limited amount of funds, but they probably only had anywhere from like 15 to 20,000. Well at 300,000, you know, it, with your down payment and with closing costs, you're probably going to be in the range of like 14, $15,000. Correct. Would you say all in Correct. to get that deal done? You know, traditionally, but like we're saying, a lot of these offers are going over asking price. You know, if that if you offer over asking price and you say if you assign, assign an appraisal waiver, you're committing yourself to make up that difference if it doesn't appraise at the actual price you have it under contract. So what I've been doing with a lot of my clients is that we've been switching them to use a down payment assistance program. It's going to relieve them of their down payment, essentially. So the down payment is going to be taken care of. And then the funds that they actually did have for the down payment 
we can use that to make stronger and better offers, you know, if we have to go over asking five, ten, fifteen thousand dollars. And if we have to get a gift from mom, dad, family member, anything of the sort, we can make up that difference because offers right now you have to be this is literally just what I'm seeing. You have to be over asking price, you know, you're waiving appraisals, you know, to commit yourself because a lot of sellers are weary. I was like, hey, you just offered us twenty thousand dollars over asking. Do you really have the funds? Sign a waiver so I know you're for real. Okay. Um, they're saying, you know, buying it as is now, you know, don't always necessarily really agree with that, you know, as far as making no repairs, because if something comes up in the inspection, then, you know, obviously you have the ability, you know, to come out as, as well, you know, for that. But the only way, you know, as if you're, a, if you're an agent, I'm gonna help you guys out. This is what I've been doing. Like I said, Carl was saying, having the communication is so vital. You know, I was just having, I just, uh, it's a perfect scenario because we just, my team and I just beat out. 30, I think it was 32 offers and two cash offers. And we only went $10,000 over. We did sign an appraisal waiver, but I knew that they had the 10 for it. But it was my relationship with that, with that actual agent. And we were able to do know exactly what the seller was needing. We identified what the seller's needs were. And we were able to meet that as far as even an extended close. And, you know, the warm, fuzzy cover letter and the beautiful family photo or the family looks beautiful just dialed it all in. It's a tough market out there, guys, and you have to be creative. Down payment assistance is one of the ways you can actually do it. I think it's a, a wonderful opportunity for a lot of clients. I used it for one of my first properties way back when. Leo helped him with it. So if it's something that you guys are looking for, you know, definitely have a consideration, you know, talking to Leo and having a wonderful um, discussion about how we can actually set you up to finally make that purchase in one of the toughest markets in, what, 15 20 oh, years, geez, what do you guys say? I've yeah. never seen it like say this. History, yeah. I've never seen it like this. Oh, and this is wild, you know, and I've, only, I've been in the industry since 2013, and this has been nuts, but this is really going to show you where the agents that are really going to stand out, yep. that are going to be committed to their clients. It doesn't matter if it's five properties or 20 properties. We keep going until we find the house. Why? Because we know it's important to you. When you signed up with us to help you and assist you with this actual transaction, it was a commitment we made with our hearts. That's the biggest thing. It's not a transaction. We make it with our hearts. That's why we do heart-based business yep. here, right? Hire Josh. There you go. Any, <laughs> any last words about DPA, Leo? There's some other, some other things that you have to like really dial in as far as, like you said, credit score. That's You have to have a minimum credit score, right? 640 is the minimum credit score that you okay. need for down payment assistance. Okay. Correct. And, and what about your debt-to-income ratio? That's a term that we haven't talked about yet. Talk about that, so, too. So debt-to-income level is essentially what you owe out there on your credit report now to also include the house that you're about to purchase divided by the income that we qualify you with per month. So your debt to income level actually has to be below 50%. Now, sometimes it's required at 45%. It really just depends on case by case scenario, how strong you are as a buyer. Like I mentioned earlier, if somebody's coming to me and they have $30 to their name, typically the underwriter is going to look at that as like a red flag, be like, well, this person doesn't have one payment reserve and he's borrowing from grandma or, you know, mom and dad, they might not say he can go to 50% because if he can't make the payment, what's he going to do then, yeah. right? They might say, well, we'll give him the deal, but we want him at 45%. So that sales price is going to come down, okay? Um, just like you were saying earlier, with the, with the market as crazy as it is, even if they don't want the higher interest rate or to pay the extra $100 a month, maybe they need to consider down payment assistance as a plan B, right? you know? Definitely a plan B, especially if they want to compete in this market, because how else are they going to win the contract? Yeah. You know, what about income requirements? I know that's um, a thing that you have to have as far as what these programs where you have to make 
less than a certain amount. Is that correct? In certain, yes, certain okay. pockets, certain zip codes, we have to run the uh, property address through Fannie Mae and or Freddie Mac's okay. website. Okay, and that will determine what the median income is and what they can actually do as far as the down payment. Now, $66,200 is that magic number that you need to be looking out for if you're trying to do 3% down, okay? okay? If you're making over that, we can still get 3% down. You're just not going to get the home ready or the home one product, okay? Okay. So it's just, it's a lower difference in private mortgage insurance, which is a whole nother part of your mortgage payment, but it's lower PMI, if you're trying to do 3% down, but you make less than 66200 per year. Okay. So there is a cap, essentially, of how much you can actually make to actually get qualified for one of these programs. To get the lower PMI as a first-time home buyer, yes. Okay. If you're making over that, we can still do 3% down, but you're going to get regular PMI like everyone else. You can make any amount over it, I guess you can say. You can make six figures, correct. I've got a, I've got a client right now that together they make well over six figures. They're going to do 3% down, uh -huh. but since they make over the 662 we just have to do the normal PMI. Is it different reduced. for, so is it different um, for individuals and say if you're married and you have, a, and you're a couple, like obviously you're combining income. So is there any differences there? So no, uh, technically the only major requirement is that somebody has to be a first time home buyer. Somebody in that couple could have bought a home three or four years ago, but maybe the spouse has never bought a home. So at least one of the individuals truly has to be a uh, first time home buyer with no mortgage debt on their credit report in history. Yeah. And there's also a difference between first time home buyer program specific and also DPA or down payment assistance, correct? There is, correct. Yeah. First time home buyers are first time home buyer specific, but there's also other payment, uh, down payment assistance programs out there. It doesn't matter if you've owned a home previously, you can also tap into the down payment assistance program again. That right? is correct. All right. That is correct. It's that's, not that's some good information there too, guys. Cool. Well, I think that's it. Uh, any other questions you guys can think of? No, I think that's, that's, that's awesome. So down payment assistance, like I said, guys, you know, you have to have minimum credit score. You have to actually, um, know exactly what you're doing as far as how much you're going to making. What are the income requirements with that? Each program is different. Uh, Leo, I didn't touch base on it, but then it was like, there's home ready. There's home plus home and five is a big one. That's been around for a while. There's probably like three or four others that I don't even know the names of, but Leo can definitely put you in contact with all of those programs and give you a synopsis and give you scenarios based off of your situation. So until next time, guys, we are going to tap in to our next episode. Make sure you guys stay tuned. We love you. We miss you and can't wait to see you on the next one.